Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores! J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. It is Friday, September 20th, football Friday, baby. We survived. We survived through another long week, made it to the weekend, and and now we're blessed to <laughs> park our butts on the couch and watch some football for like, I don't know, 25 straight hours. How's that sound to you guys? Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, late kickoff start for CSU Rams this weekend, 8.20 kickoff against Toledo. It says 8.15. It'll probably be more like 8.20, though, on ESPN2. Uh, cool chance for the Rams to wear the Aggie uniforms under, under the lights, as I talked about the other day. I do think they will pop. I think it'll be cool for them to get those unis some national exposure. Usually, CSU plays some podunk school on Ag Day, and the game sometimes isn't even televised. So it is a good chance for you know, like a national audience to, to just, you know, see them, I guess. I don't really think there's any better way to say it. It's not that complicated, but the one thing is I, I don't know how many people are, are going to be over that aren't interested in CSU just because there are a ton. And I mean, a ton of great games this weekend. People might be a little footballed out by that point, but we'll see. As we do every Friday, we are going to Go over the important games in the Mountain West, as well as some of the other just interesting games in the country. I love talking college football. This is just a chance for me to, I don't know, ramble on these games, get my thoughts out, do a little bit of pick them. Maybe if you're on the fence about some of these games, some of this information will help you out. So let's just jump right in things with uh, Friday night games. Going to have to kind of go over these ones pretty quickly. I'm recording this Friday evening. I know a lot of you will probably listen to this later Friday night or maybe Saturday. 
just listening to it Saturday, these first two Friday games will have already happened. But you can uh, let me know if I was right or wrong or not. So Friday night, starting off things, we got number 10 Utah at USC. Utah started off the year 3-0, and USC 2-1. and This game starts at 7 p.m. on Friday. Really, really intriguing Pac-12 matchup. I... I'm not super sold on a lot of these Pac-12 teams quite yet, but they do have a ton of teams currently in the top 25, so maybe the league is a little bit better than it's been in years past. The Utes looking to go 4-0 for the first time since 2017, though that's not necessarily an indicator of much. They only finished 7-6 and that year, so started 4-0, then went 3-6 and down the stretch, struggled in league play. There's There is a lot of hype around this Utah team. Some even kind of taking them as a sleeper to make the playoff. I like their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, a lot. Great athlete, can move around. Running back, Zach Moss, has looked good as well. But, uh, you know, the the story of, of this Utah team so far has been the defense. They're only giving up nine and a, 9.7 points per game, so basically just 10 points a game. Touchdown and a field goal, that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, I think CSU fans look at that and kind of feel like the I don't know if you know that famous it's a famous gif but what it's from is Silicon Valley Jared just staring at the out the window at his buddy leaving and it's like one of my favorite gifts but anyways the point is on they look CSU fans look at that defense and they think god how do we get one like that because that youth team is fierce man they're they're exciting and I think that they are one of the best, if not the best team in the Pac-12 South. I think they have a really strong chance to win the division, may even win the league, but really they haven't played anyone yet. So can they beat a good USC team on the road? USC, I'm not really quite sure what to make of the Trojans. They did beat a very good Fresno State team in week one, then followed it up with an upset over Stanford. So started off the season high. 2-0, 2-0, a couple of really nice wins over in-state schools, but then they lose on the road at BYU last week. BYU, definitely one of the toughest places to play in the country, so not not downplaying that game or or anything like that, but man, that's that's deflating if you're the Trojans had a chance to really start 3-0, get the, get the energy back in the program, but I just, I never know what's going on with USC right now. I know they're AD stepped down recently nobody ever likes their head coach it seems like they're just like a program that perennially disappoints their supporters um so yeah curious to see how this game plays out should be should be a lot of fun two good teams awesome Friday night game honestly I'd be locked in on that one if it weren't for the other game which we were about to go over but uh final thoughts on this Utah USC game the line is Utah is favored by four. I do think the Utes will win this game. I think it'll be highly competitive. I think the Trojans can can stay with them, but I just think losing JT Daniels for the year was a big blow to that team, and it's going to take some time for the offense to recover. That being that being said, I think I think Utah wins the game. So the other Friday night game, moving on, we got Air Force, who started off the year two and zero, coming off a big win over the Buffs. They are playing at number 20, Boise State. Broncos have looked excellent in the first three weeks. They're 3-0. Uh, this game is usually pretty good. Air Force did beat 
Boise State in 2014, 2015, and 2016. So beat them three straight years. Last year lost 48-38 in a in a shootout. I remember remember watching that game. These two teams always seem to play late night, um, which probably be, probably because it's it's always competitive and ESPN wants to pick it up, so it makes sense. But um, I'm really looking forward to this game. I've said that like six times, I think, in the last 30 seconds, so I apologize. But this is one of two really interesting league matchups this weekend. Uh, the Falcons, as I said, coming off of a upset win over CU. They've really looked balanced this year, rushed for 289 yards in that win over Boulder, also passed for 155, had a couple of big touchdown passes from Donald Hammond. That's that's always the sign of a good Air Force team. I mean, Air Force is going to run the ball for 225, 250 at a minimum every single game just with how much they put the ball on the ground. But having a quarterback and some receivers that can actually stretch the field every now and then, that's so key for these teams. And they really just did a good job of picking their spots of when they wanted to attack Boulder over the top. And they were able to connect on some on some big plays. And in the end, they were able to secure that overtime victory after letting CU kind of come back in that third and fourth quarter. Really exciting game for the Falcons. I think Air Force... I think it's safe to say, or at least fair to say, maybe not safe, but fair to say that they're the best team in the state. They did beat CU. They've obviously beat CSU a couple years in a row, but I just think the experience of that team combined with having a quarterback in Donald Hammond that can actually beat you, they got a good defense. This is a game that they can win. Boise State is seven seven and a half point favorites. They've they've looked awesome, as I've said. They've got a true freshman quarterback in Hank Bachmeyer. He's looked really good, really, really accurate. Just reminds me of a young Brett Rippon, if we're being honest. Looks like a guy who's going to be a good player in this league for years to come, and that's not that's not great to hear if you're a f- fan of any of the other teams in the league, but this Boise team, man, they're just always so deep. They they benefit from being able to recruit the Pac-12 area. They they really prowl on some of those guys that don't end up qualifying academically at some of the Pac-12 schools, but are still Pac-12 talent. And it's really just a, a great way to to win games, as they've shown for pretty much the last 20 years. They're they're as consistent as it gets, and this team is as deep as it gets. They've got five offensive linemen that returned from last year. Seven seven different skill guys have caught or rushed for a touchdown already this season. So really, just a deep, deep team. Boise State at home, always tough to play. They are favored by seven and a half, which is a little bit high, if you ask me, just based on how Air Force has been historically a very tough opponent for the Broncos, a team that's that's handled them pretty well. So a little bit surprising to me that it's such a a high spread, but don't be surprised if Air Force wins this game. I, I do... I am going to pick Boise State just because I think they have the offense to to win in a shootout, and I'm not sure that Air Force can consistently stop Boise State. But if there are some turnovers, return, something like that, just some some swing plays where it flips the momentum, the Falcons can win this game, man. They are experienced, they have talent, and they're just well-coached. Troy Calhoun, one of the best coaches in the conference look for you know air force to play great friday night we're gonna move on to saturday with starting with wyoming at tulsa obviously a ton of other exciting games 
uh, this weekend, but mostly going to focus on Mountain West games and games that are relevant to people in Colorado. So Wyoming at Tulsa, or just the, relevant to people in the front, along the front range is what I should have said. But uh, Saturday, Wyoming at Tulsa. Wyoming started the year 3-0. and They did beat Missouri in week one. Really exciting win for them at home. Chance for the students to storm the field. Shout out to Michael Rowley, former... <laughs> former CSU Collegian writer, longtime Rams fan. He's at law school in Wyoming and good dude. So I'm, I'm glad he's having some fun up there. Just wanted to shout him out real quick. But Wyoming with a tough road game at Tulsa. Tulsa's one and two, but they've played a, a pretty tough, pretty tough non-conference slate. Um, they, they started the season at Michigan State, then went on the road against San Jose State, played Oklahoma State last week. Now they're closing out with Wyoming. You know, they're definitely tested at this point. They've had to play a couple of, you know, talented teams, not to mention you always have the benefit of playing at home. CSU actually lost to Tulsa on the road back in 2013. A really bitter loss. I, I think a lot of Ram fans were disappointed about that one. It was it was one that they never really were in. Garrett Grayson just kind of struggled from the start. Had a couple of picks. Um, CSU obviously ended up turning that season around in the second half, but just a slow start. Nonetheless, Wyoming, um, they, they probably have the best defense in the Mountain West, um, if not the best top two or three linebacker Logan Wilson the best defensive player in the league he's been a stud 35 total tackles two sacks three pass deflections you're only three games in the season and he's averaging over 10 tackles a game and and a pass deflection and almost a whole sack so yeah just a just an absolute stud he flies all over the field I really enjoy watching him I know CSU fans don't want to hear me rave about a, a poke but this kid can play man he, he can flat out fly. So can Wyoming go on the road and, and get a win? I don't really believe in their quarterback yet. I've said that multiple times. Sean Chambers, stellar athlete, huge dude. You saw him make some big time plays in that game against Missouri, but he just, he needs to be more accurate. He's only completing 39% of his passes right now. Anytime you're under 50, that's not great. Anytime you're under 40, that's absolutely awful. Still doesn't have a passing touchdown yet this season. You know, they've been able to make up for it with some of their guys on the ground game and then just how good their defense has been. But eventually Chambers is going to have to make some throws and beat somebody. It might be this week with Tulsa being at home. They might be able to put some points on the board and really just test Chambers. So I will be curious to see how that that game plays out. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back we're gonna talk you know csu we're gonna talk utah state san diego state we're gonna talk cu arizona state so all kinds of games to still go over but uh, as i said we're gonna take just a quick break here it's time to take a second and acknowledge breckenridge brewery the official beer of bsn denver breckenridge is the original colorado beer established in 1990 in breckenridge colorado You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale, 
But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Welcome back to the BSN Rims podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Going to jump right back into things here. We're talking football, one of my favorite things to do. I hope you guys enjoy this segment. I'd, uh, I'd like to, I'm going to start polling you guys and trying to get some input on some of these games and maybe we can, I don't know, I can create like a Google Doc or something and we can keep track of it, but I, I don't know, it's always just fun to do little pick stuff like that, but Saturday evening, we've got a couple of good games. Obviously, CSU plays 8-20, but there are a couple of other games that are going to be relevant to you if you're a fan of the Mountain West, and you're not watching Georgia-Notre Dame, which is a game that I wish I could be watching, but we'll be at the stadium by that point. Really a really exciting non-conference game, basically a playoff matchup this early in the season. I think the, the Bulldogs are going to give... Notre Dame all that they can handle especially at home I don't see the Notre Dame being able to to win that game but still great game early in the season a couple other ranked games in the day too so really just an exciting day of college football all around exciting day for fans in the Centennial State CU plays at number 24 Arizona State really a an important road game for the best because if they don't win this one they might not win a road game in conference play this season. Lost, uh, lost. Not. Uh, I mean, it was an important game. Not, not a massively important game, obviously. But they lost to Air Force at home last week. Won't impact them competing for the conference or anything like that. But still impacts them in the standings and whatnot. I, I think uh, this game was. It was just sobering for Steven Montez. He looked really average in it. I'm not. I just don't buy him being a next-level guy. I think he has unbelievable athleticism, and his arm is is unquestionable. He will absolutely get some looks at the next level just because of his frame and his his arm strength, his ability to run around, all that, all those things. Like you can't teach that kind of athleticism. But he has zero presence in the pocket. Consistently misses open reads. Just generally looks lost at times. I don't know. I mean, if he's able to to take this CU team and beat a very good Arizona State team on the road, that might change my mind a little bit. I, I don't know, propel him to just get on a winning streak. But as I said, really important game for the Buffs. They got to go to Washington State and Oregon in the next month. Both of those are going to be really hard games, and both of those are games I'm not sure CU can win. So got to try and find a way to beat Herm Edwards-led team here. They're obviously coming off of a an exciting 10-7 upset over Michigan State. I'll admit it, man. I was I was completely wrong about Herm Edwards when Arizona State hired him. I felt like he was too old. I just felt like it, not necessarily that he was too old. That that shouldn't. That's not the biggest factor. I just felt you know he'd been out of coaching for so long. When he was coaching, it was in the NFL. That's a completely different situation than college football. College football, you do have a lot more control, and maybe that's why he's been able to 
to do it. I'm not denying Herm Edwards' football knowledge, that's for sure. But I just, I don't know. I didn't think he would be able to succeed with everything that's changed in recruiting and social media and guys just being different. But he seems to, he seems to just get it. And Arizona State off to a hot start. So I will be following the scores along at that game. Another situation where it's like, can't really watch it because it's, it's mostly at the same time as the the CSU game, but one that you'll want to keep your eye on either way. At eight thirty, we will talk about Toledo at CSU in just a sec. But at eight thirty, you got Utah State at San Diego State. This is an important game because the Rams play at Utah State next week, then host San Diego State the week after that. So CSU will see both of these guys in the coming weeks. Uh, Aggies, one of the best offenses in the country. They were last year. They've continued to be this year. Quarterback Jordan Love has looked really good. He has turned the ball over a little bit, has a couple of interceptions in their two games, but they just have so much depth. It's crazy because they really lost a lot of talent at the skill position last year. A lot of guys decided to go pro, move on, but they seem to have reloaded just fine. Running back Jalen Warren's been phenomenal. He's rushing for 8.8 yards per carry. Really just uh, just a stellar team. Like they, they lost at Wake Forest by a field goal in week one. Really could have and should have probably won that game. Came back and, and beat the snot out of a nobody last week. So can you beat a stout, rocky, long-led San Diego State team? Their, their defense has looked really good in the first couple of weeks. Offense looked pretty shaky in, in week one. I still don't really believe in Ryan Agnew, their quarterback. But, hey, I mean, they got four different guys with 20-plus carries, so maybe it really doesn't matter that the Aztecs can't, you know, come stretch the field. They don't really have a vertical passing game. I don't quite understand how San Diego State, which has got to be just one of the coolest universities, one of the better campuses in the country, just a great place to live overall. How can they not recruit a quarterback? Just like every year, Rocky Long has to put up with this. Is it just because they're so synonymous with the run game that quarterbacks don't want to go there because they know they're not going to get to throw for a lot of attempts? That would make kind of sense. That you get that in in high school a little bit. Kids will go to to schools that best fit their their skill sets. You see it down in Jeffco where I'm from. You know, if you're a great vertical passing quarterback, why would you go to Columbine where they run the football, you know, 40, 50 times a game, really do the Air Force style, only throw the ball six, seven times a game. If you want to throw the ball a bunch and, and prove that you're a passing guy, it wouldn't make sense to go there. You'd go to, I don't know, Mullen or Chatfield or Bear Creek or somewhere else. So same deal. Maybe, maybe San Diego State just can't recruit quarterbacks because of what they're known for, but it is just a weird deal with with it being such a stellar place to live, you'd think they'd be able to to snag a five-star kid eventually or a four-star or just someone. I don't know. It's just weird that San Diego State never seems to be able to, to pass the ball. All right, we are going to wrap things up here, talk a little bit of CSU Toledo. We've been talking about it all week, how much I like this Toledo offense. They do worry me from CSU's perspective. Mitchell Guadani phenomenal athlete got Brian Kobach in the backfield Kentucky transfer running back this Toledo offense they play fast they play up tempo they like to just kind of catch you off guard I think it's going to be a tough test for this team CSU did handle Western Illinois a few weeks back they kind of ran an up tempo deal as well 
but this unit it's a whole different animal as i said on twitter i think this team is as good if not better than arkansas so i don't know going to be a tough showing for csu you need the defense to step up at some point they they haven't really done it yet this season against a legitimate opponent now is the chance can they force some turnovers can they help patrick o'brien so that he doesn't have to lead a scoring drive every single time because if if that's the situation he's in csu's not going to be able to win this game or if they are it, it won't be fair to him that it'll be because he plays out of his freaking mind because it's his first start he needs some help i wrote about this in my preview today you have to help him out in some ways whether that's whether that's special teams whether that's marvin kinsey going off for 200 yards whether that's I don't just so many different things return a kick for a touchdown get a strip sack get a pick six just something to help the momentum in your just turn the momentum in your favor help your quarterback out give him a little bit of a break so that he's not having to lead your team down the field time and time again he's gonna have to put up some points this Toledo offense is definitely gonna score I mean you can't expect CSU's defense to blank them one because they haven't really shown that they can do it but two just this Toledo offense is really good they're really good they put up points against everyone they should have beat Kentucky in week one they're they're gonna challenge CSU and I am surprised they're like 10 point favorites I mean I'm not surprised they're favorites especially with Colin Hill being out but the fact that they're double digits favorites really shows what Vegas seems to think about the Rams their lack of a home field advantage the defense it just shows that nationally there's not a lot of people that believe in this team. You can't really blame them just based on how CSU's given up 50-plus against Arkansas and CU, but it is disheartening. Just even with Toledo being a really good football team, you would like your program to be in a position where they're always favored against teams like this, but that's just not how this situation has played out. The spread really doesn't matter in the end. All that matters are the results, and can CSU come out and find a way to win this game? We shall see. You know, I, I believe in Patrick O'Brien's ability to throw the deep ball. He's got a strong arm. He looked great on, I mean, we only got to see so much, but in the plays that we saw, you know, he, he had great touch on his deep pass. Really looks like he can stretch the field. I'm not so sure if he's super consistent between the sticks, those in-between throws, those are the throws that great quarterbacks are able to consistently make, the ones that Colin always made. Yeah, big big time for for him, the former Nebraska, former four-star guy, to, to come and, and prove that this team still has a chance to make a run. I, I am excited to see O'Brien. I hope Justice McCoy plays a little bit. Preferably, from CSU's perspective, it would be in a situation where the Rams are up and Justice McCoy comes in, not because... Patrick O'Brien can't get in a rhythm or the offense looks bad, but he has been around for a couple of years. And as I've said, I feel like he's earned the chance at least to you know show that he can be the guy too, but we'll see the staff seems to think O'Brien's the guy I am. I am excited to see him. Everybody thought that he might contend with Colin Hill coming into the season. I think most of that had to do with the fact that he's a former four-star guy, former Nebraska guy really built on reputation of his former school more than you know what we have seen out of him but the season's weird football's a, a cruel game Rams lost Colin Hill and now Patrick O'Brien has to be that dude he has to be the dude that takes CSU and salvages the season you see it every now and then where the backup guy can kind of come in and be that dude you've seen it 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and Gardner Minshew, former Washington State quarterback, lit it up for some reason, didn't get any love going into the draft. Now he's killing it for the Jags, has all the swag. Maybe maybe Patty OB can be that guy for CSU. We shall see, though. I'm I'm excited for that game. Follow BSN Rams for all your content throughout. We'll have content leading up to the game, post-game, everything you need, video, podcast, articles, the whole nine yards. Really excited for Ag Day, one of my favorite traditions every year. Celebrate the the roots of the school, really proud school, and celebrate just and it's just a chance to wear some swagged out unis. Regardless of what Darren Ravel thinks, I think they're some of the cooler alternates in all of college football, more unique, and it's a tradition that I look forward to every year. So if you're at Ag Day, send us some pictures of you in the stands at BSN Rams. We'll retweet it, want to share everybody partaking in the festivities. Should be a great time. I hope everyone has a fun time at the game, stays safe. I hope everyone parties a little hard, and hopefully they get to celebrate a victory.